Hello, hello, my above average tribe, and welcome back to the A Minus Life podcast. I am your host, Casey Jericho. And once again, I am so happy to have you here listening, and I hope we can laugh, learn, and grow together. Before I get into the topic for this week, I want to remind you guys that every review, like, share is so appreciated and really helps me and this channel out. So if you're not too busy while listening to this, it would be very appreciated if you could subscribe to this podcast or my YouTube channel, leave a rating, uh, leave a raving review on either platform. Also, please share with family, friends, even mortal enemies. I want to uh, also remind you guys that even though I have turned into a professional podcaster, my true love is my one-on-one lifestyle coaching company and our lifestyle app. If you are ready to make some sustainable and enjoyable change and learn what feeling good actually feels like, please click on the link in our show notes, on my Instagram, or on my website and join the team. You can use code A-LIFE10, spell out minus, to get 10% off any package you choose as a thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And now that my lovely spiel is over, let's keep showing up and get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the last episode in February, two months down already in 2024. Pretty wild. Um, If you have not done so, we start our spring challenge in like two days. March 1st is the kickoff. Yes, it's a Friday. We are starting a challenge on a Friday, not a Monday, not a Sunday, on a Friday. What a bitch am I? Um, It just goes to show you that it is sustainable. It is about long-term habits and not about starting fresh on a Monday. So we start that spring challenge in about two days. So if you have not signed up yet, definitely sign up. It is stupid cheap. Um, I obviously was not thinking with my business brain as I made the price, but whatever, right? It's for everyone to get a kickstart um, in the spring, it's not for me to, you know, make money on, which I'm not going to because of the price. It is $60 for three months. Um, and that's 20 bucks a month, which doesn't even cover my overhead for like a half a client for the app. But again, it is totally for the community, for accountability, join up, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, get them on it. You get macros, you get workouts, you get a group chat, you get recipes. Um, It's pretty endless with the stuff that you get. And I really hope you enjoy it. It's three months long, leads us right into summer. So get on that. My, I will put the link in the show notes. I will also always have it on my Instagram. I will send it out in the newsletter. If you are not part of that newsletter, definitely sign up. It comes out every Monday. Um, It's good content. It's just education, quick reads, nothing crazy, some fun pictures and graphics. Um, But that is definitely beneficial. And again, spring into wellness challenge starting March 1st. Sign up. More people, more prize money. Um, Okay, so today's episode, lucky number 23, is about time management. So one of the most common questions I get, right, is how do you do it all? Um, I think I honestly hear this probably twice, three times a day, and it really is such a compliment when people ask me this. Um, I appreciate it, right? It makes my effort seem noticed, 
And even if you aren't trying to compliment me and you're just like, how? Um, I do appreciate it, right? Because it's nice. It, I have a lot on my plate and sometimes I think it gets forgotten. So when people recognize that I wear a lot of hats, it's it's nice. It's a good – it validates, I guess, my effort. So I appreciate that question when you do ask. Um, but first off, I don't, right? I don't always get it all done. Um, I'm no superhero. There are days where my to-do list doesn't get completed and that things get moved to the next day. There are days where the clock is moving faster than my mind and body, and there are days where I also feel overwhelmed, right? It happens. Um, If you have been listening to this, you kind of know the hats that I wear, right? But if not, if this is your first episode, I am 34 years old. I have two kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I am a full-time high school history teacher. I am the I guess, CEO and head coach at CJLC Lifestyle Coaching. It is not a tremendous business, but we have about 80 clients and we make sure that we give a lot of attention to our clients. So it is a nonstop job. I have very poor business slash personal life boundaries. So it is 24-7. I have a strength and conditioning program that I follow myself. I track my macros. I go to the gym four to five times a week. I meal prep for myself, my kids. I help my husband, um, you know, and then we do all the mom things, laundry, dishes, schoolwork, their lunches, their activities. Um, I try and stay somewhat social. So there are a lot of things that are on my plate. I'm an only child, so my parents rely on me for stuff and other things. So I am not some 24-year-old girl who has no other job, whose full-time focus can be working out and eating and coaching. I have a lot of other things to deal with, which is why I think it makes this community so relatable. Both, all three of our coaches are full-time parents, also have full-time jobs, so we understand So this time management podcast is not going to be how, you know, a 24-year-old with no bills and no responsibilities manages her time. It's going to be how a full-time working mom of two jobs manages her time. So I hope it helps you. Um, So like I said, right, I don't always get it done. There is no chance that every single day I check off everything on my to-do list. One, because that's impossible. Two, because my to-do list just gets longer and longer as the day goes on, right? I always add to it. So it's it's rolling. Um, There are days where I feel like I can't get ahead and that I also just feel overwhelmed. Um, For the most part, I do, you guys know I love stoicism and staying calm, cool, collected. I try not to let it get to me because I do know there is another day. I do know that I am not no one's life is at, in in my hands if I don't get something done. So I try not to make it seem like the end of the world, right? If laundry does not get folded, everyone's going to be okay. If I meal prep my lunch, but I don't meal prep my breakfast, I will figure it out. Um, you know, if I take a little bit longer to get back to a client's question about a menu, they will also understand. It'll also still be within a couple hours. Nothing I am doing is affecting the life or the success of the world or 
really the people around me that dramatically. So I try to remember that when I feel overwhelmed, right? These are, we are very lucky that our to-do lists are very normal, right? They're, we're not solving world hunger. We're not trying to cure cancer. We're not trying to break a code to a bomb that blows up the world, right? We're, we're doing laundry, we're cooking, we're getting our kids to a sporting events, and we're trying to stay healthy in the in the process. We are very lucky that those are the things that we are dealing with. And if we do need to, they can get pushed off to tomorrow. Um, I do try and stick to five principles when looking at time management. Um, and to be honest, right, I didn't even realize that these were principles until I started like educating myself on the actual science and education on time management. And I was reading and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I do this. Um, But they really help make most days pretty doable when, you know, being a mom, teacher, CEO, coach, wife, daughter, friend, athlete, right? When that can all get a little too much. Um, Another thing I want to mention before I go into the time management topic is that I do think part of time management, your internal clock, your ability to focus, your memory, um, your ability to multitask is a little bit tied to your DNA. There aren't a ton of studies, right, or research that proves this, but I don't think anyone can necessarily argue with this fact, right, that some people just have that extra skill of planning, that extra intuition with, like, how fast or how slow time is going, um, the connection to their internal clock and whatnot, Um I do think I have that. I'm just, I've always been naturally good with my direction sense, my internal clock, structure. Um, I also can't ignore that it was, once again, something I was raised on, right? I was this, my parents are like this. It had a big part in my ability to get things done. It was a great mix, and it still is a great mix of my nature and nurture kind of coming together. I've always had a busy life. I do think being an athlete helps with time management a lot because you always have more than just one thing on your plate. So how I was brought up, how I was raised, part of my DNA, I think does give me a little bit of a boost compared to others. So I'm not trying to pretend like all of this is learned and every single person has the same ability with time management. But I do think you can practice, you can make habits, and you can get better just like everything else in life. So the first thing, right, is prioritizing your to-do list, how to work smarter, not harder. I tell my kids, my students this all the time. You don't need to work your ass off 24-7. You need to work smart. You need to learn how to play the game a little bit, right? If you are just grit 24-7, you're going to burn out. Things aren't going to happen. I love the word grit. I think hard work is important. I do think working your ass off is important. But there needs to be a balance of also working smart. So the first thing with this is you need a list, right? Scratch that first thing you need. Well, scratch that, right? The first thing you need is 24 ounces of water and then a nice big coffee. Um, And then you make a list, right? Nothing is better than a nice warm cup of coffee, pen and paper, making a to-do list. I know I'm a nerd. So some people like their phone. I'm old school. I like pen and paper. I really do think writing things down makes a difference. My students take notes in a notebook still. I will forever do that until I'm told I'm not allowed. Um, 
it makes your brain remember it more by doing the pattern of writing. So typing on your phone just is not the same as writing it down. Um, You definitely should not make a mental list. Um, Mental to-do lists, no bueno, right? If you think of something in your head, put it down somewhere. Um, Love my husband, but he is the king of mental to-do lists. Guess what gets forgotten about? Almost everything on that mental to-do list, right? Write it down. Put it on paper. If you really love using your phone, fine, but I'm always going to suggest to use paper and pen. Um, And it's also really nice when you can like physically cross something out. Just gives you a feeling of, you know, success and like, okay, it's done. Um, Structure is also important on your to-do list, right? You don't want to just have a paper filled with random stuff. You want to list it with most important to least important. Um, If it's not in perfect order, again, not the end of the world, but why not try to start it off with some kind of structure to begin with? Trying to complete everything on your to-do list, it can be overwhelming, right? So you want to identify the most important tasks first. Which tasks really can't wait for tomorrow? They have to happen today, right? Consider which items are time sensitive, which you can maybe delegate to significant others, to kids, to anyone else that helps you out, and which are going to have the biggest impact for the day, right? Then you're going to rank them on priority. You don't really need to actually rank them with numbers, maybe like put a star next to some or highlight some. This way, even if you don't complete everything in a day, you will have completed the most essential tasks and then you can just add the incompleted ones to tomorrow's list in the order that they fall, right? Something else I do is I set daily to-dos, weekly to-dos, and monthly to-dos in my phone on my Google Calendar, right? So I have reminders once a month on the 1st to clean the dishwasher, garbage disposal, coffee maker, and to oil the butcher block. So those four things get done once a month. They are reminders on my phone. They just happen. Um, I don't have to put them on a to-do list. I don't have to remember to put them on a to-do list. They're there once a month. Um, Every single Thursday... I make my grocery list for the upcoming week. That is a weekly to-do. There there it is. Every Friday, I order my Costco order for Saturday morning, and I pick out my clothes for the upcoming week. That is a weekly to-do that happens every day on that day. And every Sunday, I meal prep, right? You get the point. Um, okay, so the next thing is maximizing your productivity by avoiding multitasking. Now, I kind of say this with a little bit of... Ugh, in my voice because this is like what research says, Um, but I don't know. I think this step is a little bit up in the air. Um, I know it's what you're supposed to do, right? Like it's been proven that multitasking is actually not helpful, um, but I can't sit here and preach something that I don't do. I multitask big time. I usually have about five things going at once and I swear It works for me. Um, Maybe I'm being blockheaded. Maybe I'm being stubborn. And maybe I would be more productive if I just sat with one thing at a time. But then like what happens if you forget you need to take the chicken out of the freezer as you're writing a newsletter, right? Like sometimes when I'm doing something, I have a thought pop into my head and I just want to get that quick thing done before that thought disappears, right? So I'm sitting down focused on a newsletter for you guys, and then I'm like, oh, shoot, tomorrow I'm making chicken thighs. I need to go get those out of the freezer. So I just run quickly, and I get them out of the freezer. I don't think that's a big deal. I also think I would maybe forget about it if 
I just continued with the newsletter. Um, I don't think it hurts anybody, right? So the experts say focusing on what's essential is crucial, right? However, multitasking can be detrimental to your productivity. Um, research, research has shown that humans are, we're just not efficient multitaskers, right? Whenever you switch tasks, your brain has to refocus, which interrupts the concentration required for like innovative thinking and getting things done. So supposedly the cost of refocusing is pretty high. Um, taking 23 minutes out of your productivity to refocus, which results in about 40% loss of productivity. Again, I'm reading, I researched this. I, I guess I can't say I don't believe it because it was proven, but maybe I am just a superhero and it's different. I, when I cook my, like my meal prep, I also like have laundry going. I'm responding to clients on WhatsApp. I am writing lists for the next week. I don't know. I think multitasking can work for some people, but I do totally agree. Like my husband cannot multitask, right? If I if he's looking at something on his phone and I'm asking him to do something, it does not happen. I know it's like a female male thing a little bit, and then that is proven that females are better at it. But maybe I don't know. I was just gifted with multitasking. So even if you consider yourself an expert multitasker, which I do, the research shows that those who believe they're good at multitasking are actually worse at it. This is killing me to tell you guys this. Um, I need to look into this more because I always say like, you're not the one person research doesn't support. So I'm being a total hypocrite right now, but maybe I am. Maybe I am the one person that research, this research does not agree with. Um, And me and my husband don't necessarily agree on a ton of things, right? But he does give me so much credit for my multitasking. He's like, you can really do so much at one time. And I don't think I do it shitty. I mean, I, I take pride in the things I do. So I don't know. So I guess it's better to avoid multitasking to maximize your productivity, unless you're like me. <laughs> uh, okay, so the third one is maximizing your focus, right, while reducing distractions. This one I agree with totally. Um, this is an important one. And even though CJLC business, right, is 100% remote, so I'm on my phone and computer a lot when I'm doing chores and errands, I try and turn my phone over and not look at it, put it on silent when I'm doing things that really need my focus, right? I don't need 100% focus when I'm making my egg white oats that I've made for two years now, right? But if I'm writing a newsletter or I'm researching a new podcast, I need my focus, Um, So I always have my phone on silent. Um, I don't have a smartwatch that gets notifications. I wear a Garmin and I turn all the notifications off. I think this world is already way too instant gratification and overstimulating. And I like choosing when I'm going to look at my phone. I don't like it having it beep at me and I answer it like I'm its servant. I swear if like aliens came down to this planet, they would think that the phones ruled the people right? The phone makes a noise and the people respond. It looks like they're almost in charge rather than us. Um, I do not have social media alerts on, nor will I ever. So I don't get a message when someone DMs me. I don't get a message when someone comments or likes a post or anything like that. Again, I just think it would be too much. I do cut that off with my work-life balance. I do check them enough So yeah, maybe I don't see every single message in the moment, but I get back to people fast. And I just, again, I don't want to have, 
to be tied to my phone. I think I would have a very hard time avoiding the notifications if I saw them pop up. So I just turn them off. Um, right? I just actually opened my screen time and my average notifications are about 350 a day and 99% of them come from messages or WhatsApp. So I'm not big on social media. Um, I obviously try to keep my Instagram hopping for marketing reasons, but I just entered the world of TikTok and I'm horrid and I don't really snap. I don't have a Twitter or an X. I have a Threads. I don't go on it. Um, Facebook, nope. And what's that new one that the, the young kids like? Twitch? I don't even know what it is, but I heard it's something. So I try and stay off that stuff as much as I can, even though the Ninja Creamy has really opened my eyes to the TikTok world. So, right, just relying on your willpower to not look at notifications is really not enough. So turn the phone on silent, turn it over, leave it in another room when you're trying to get stuff done, right? Studies have shown that having your phone within reach can majorly decrease cognitive capacity due to the mental effort that it takes to resist picking it up. So even if you're not picking it up, you are devoting mental capacity to just not picking it up, but the fact that you can see it. Isn't that wild? So you think you could be doing so well by not touching your phone, but a quarter of your brain is focused on not touching your phone and not the task at hand. So get it out of sight. Put it away. Um, Okay, so... To increase your productivity, right, you want to put your phone far away, minimize as many other distractions as possible, like email notifications, multiple tabs open on your screen, multiple kids, uh, TV in the background, right? You just want your focus to be on one thing, which I know is hard, easier said than done, especially when you are a parent. The fourth one, and I am so big on this, this is my love language, is establishing habits and routines. Right, I briefly went over this in the first principle, but making things habits and routines makes your life run so much smoother. I understand that each day, each week, each month is never the same, right? No one's Monday through Sunday is the same all the time. No matter how much you plan, no matter how much you organize, for the most part, our Monday through Friday, they're gonna be different, but if you're a working adult, your Monday through Friday they're going to be pretty similar, Um, right? Work usually starts at the same time. Work usually ends at the same time. Your kids usually have sports on the same day, same time each week. You yourself might have certain appointments at the same time each week. It's very, very rare that your work week is all over the place, right? And obviously shift workers, you guys are a little bit different, but you also should know your schedule a week ahead of time and a couple of weeks ahead of time. It's not like you call in every day and you're like, okay, when am I working today, right? I'm sure there are certain jobs like that, but I don't know anyone with that schedule. So the fact that you do know your Monday through Friday, for the most part, allows for a lot of routine. And routine, some people are like, oh, routine's just so boring, or it's, you know, I'm, I'm um, not handicapped, handcuffed by routine. And that's not true right? Routine actually frees up so much time. And I love when my clients hit this aha moment. 
they at first think routine is boring and, you know, mundane. But then like a couple of months in, they're going to be like, oh my God, the fact that I've structured and made so many tasks routine and habit has allowed me so much more flexibility with other time in my life. Like I spend two hours cooking instead of seven. Now I can do more fun things for those five hours. So routine is not handcuffing you. It's actually freeing you for other things. Um, So I make certain days responsible for certain tasks, like just how I previously mentioned, right? Sunday is meal prep. I only need about 90 minutes. Um, I do laundry that day too from Thursday to Sunday. Monday, I bring in all my food for the week. I finish up any grocery shopping I need on the way home from work really quick. It's usually only like 10 or so small things because I, you guys know I get my Costco delivery on Saturday, which is about 85% of our groceries. So I just pick up the tiny things from the grocery store on Monday. It takes me 20 minutes. Tuesday, I don't have any necessarily dedicated chores. So I use this for free time with my kiddos, maybe some laundry catch up or some errands that I didn't plan for. Or I push back. Um, Right, Tuesday, I do some Amazon returns if I need them. So Tuesday's a nice catch-up day um, for things that maybe I didn't get done over the weekend or that are coming up, kids' projects that I didn't plan for. So t- Tuesday is pretty free after work, which is nice. Um, Wednesday, we are busy with kids' gymnastics and therapy. So I make sure that dinner is super, super quick, usually a prepared macro meal. And there, are other, there aren't any other things I add to my Wednesday to-do list because I know we have two appointments after work that day. Um, Thursday, like I had said, I always make my grocery list for the upcoming week because by Thursday, you should know what the week ahead brings. Um, Your week ahead should not be up in the air on the Thursday. It's only three days away. And then I also do a load of laundry usually from Monday to Thursday. So I break up my laundry twice a week. Friday, I order my Costco on Instacart for Saturday morning delivery. And then the second I get home, I pick out my outfits for the week coming up and I pack my gym bag for Monday. So on Friday after work, I have clothes and my gym bag packed for the week ahead. I unpack my kids' um, lunch bags and that's all away. Saturday, I wake up, I fill up my vitamin jars for the whole week ahead, and I wait, we, me and the family do leg day, we all go together, and then we come home and we put away our Costco delivery. That is all by noon, and we have the rest of the day. And then back to Sunday, right? Sunday we meal prep in the morning, and that takes max two hours, and then we have the rest of the day for stuff, right? I'm sure event, like there will be some party, there will be some event, and we go. We pack the lunches for the kids, we do the dishwasher, and hubby takes out the garbage for Monday, right? But this has become routine. It is so smooth. It opens up free time for all the other things life brings. Birthday parties, work events, travel, having all this stuff regimented in my week just allows for so much more freedom. Also, habits don't just stick overnight right? You actually have to make a conscious decision to do them. Like I didn't wake up one morning and I'm like, all right, Sunday I'm doing this, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I implemented these over time. I forced myself to do them. I was disciplined and now they are so routine. I barely have to think of them. But again, it requires work just like everything else. Okay. Nothing just happens. Okay. And then the last thing, which I did actually talk about a little bit in last week's podcast with sleep 
is minimizing your obstacles with timing of the day. So wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey, folks. Research has shown that for most people, morning is the ideal time to tackle challenging tasks. Well, why? Because no one is freaking looking for you, right? Bars don't run happy hours at 6 a.m. People don't schedule playdates at 6 a.m. You don't have a birthday party at 6 a.m. Nothing is happening besides things that you want to happen, right? If you're a morning person, try and stick to this schedule. If you are more of an afternoon person, plan to tackle difficult things then. But also remember, more obstacles, more unsuspected things come up in the afternoon and early nighttime. So don't label yourself an afternoon person just because you don't want to get up. All right, that's not legitimate. Just because you want to sleep till nine, don't pretend like you just work so much better in the afternoon. No, you just don't want to get up. You can't complain then when you either say no to a happy hour because you have to go to the gym or you skip the gym because you want to do plans that come up. There are more obstacles, more unsuspected things that come up in the late afternoon and early evening. There are not a lot of unsuspected things that come up between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m., right? No one's looking for you. You can get stuff done, Mm -hmm. right? Use your off time for tasks that require less engagement. So if you are a morning person and you get really tired around 7 or 8, schedule things then that don't require much effort, right? So I'll make my kids' lunches a little bit later in the day because it doesn't require much effort. I'm not trying to write a newsletter at 8 o'clock at night because I wouldn't have the capacity. I'm not working out at 8 o'clock at night because I would not have the capacity to do that either. Um, Save your peak focus time for the most important work. or tasks, right? AKA join the 430 gym crew. Um, for I will not be doing this forever. Um, there are certain times of the year when the gym is great in the morning. There are certain times when it's not. You don't have to be a morning person all the time. You just have to kind of see how life and what stage you're in. For example, when I go into a cut in April, I'm not going to the gym at 430 in the morning anymore. It is too long of a day for being in a caloric deficit and I don't want to start my day off burning calories and getting my metabolism rocking when I know I have limited food to eat. So I will not go to the gym in the morning anymore. I will flip it. But that means I'm going to have to say no to certain plans that come up in the afternoon because I do have to get my gym in. And then the bonus one. And you guys, again, all know I love this. Plan, 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 and plan, right? Your life is a movie. You are the star of it. Um, but if you don't pencil in time for gym, cooking, shopping, walking, you are going to be a frazzled character in this movie, right? You're going to have no time. You're going to feel like the day goes so fast because you're just trying to do all these things with no structure. I always tell my clients, make appointments in your phone for things like it's a doctor's appointment. The gym should be an appointment, okay? Grocery shopping should be an appointment, You wouldn't miss a doctor's appointment to take your friend to the airport, nor should you miss a gym workout. If you can move it around, sure, but these things are important. And if you value them, they shouldn't just be, well, if I get it in. They need to be in your phone, in your planner, like a doctor's appointment would be. Um, 
Also, make it more enjoyable for yourself. I just had a client said she really struggled with getting herself to the grocery store this last past weekend, right? She just, she didn't do it. She just didn't want to go. Um, she didn't go and then she didn't, pl- she didn't meal prep for the week. So I was like, okay, how can we make this more enjoyable for you? Why not Saturday morning, you wake up, don't go to the couch. Get changed right away when you brush your teeth. Put shoes on. Don't even put your slippers on, right? Put sneakers on. Put shoes on. It shows your body that you're going out. Go out. Get yourself a nice cup of coffee from Starbucks. Treat yourself. Put in a podcast and enjoy grocery shopping. Make it like a fun Saturday me activity, okay? Treat yourself to that cup of coffee. Get the podcast in your ear. Take an hour and a half to yourself to go grocery shopping. She loved it. Um, Now she's probably going to do that again next Saturday. But after she does the, you know, treat yourself to the coffee and podcast a couple of times, I'm sure that Saturday morning routine of getting up and going to the grocery store is just going to become ingrained. She's no longer going to have to get the cup of coffee or put the podcast in because she's in the routine. She's in the habit. She doesn't need that extra fluff or perk to get her there. So if you need to fluffing up your errands or chores with things that make it more enjoyable to start, that's fine, right? Um, me and my husband used to you know, stop to stop at Starbucks on the way back from Saturday leg day because it made us a little bit more motivated to go to Saturday leg day. Now, we don't need it. We just, we love Saturday leg day. It's what we do every Saturday with the kids. We don't need to like dangle a treat in front of ourselves anymore. But in the beginning, that's fine. Do it, make it more enjoyable. So take time on your calendar to mark off these activities. Be the boss of your schedule. You don't need to say yes to everything. Okay? The reason people say yes to things is because they have it. It's a nice excuse to not do something. Right? If you're if you tell your coach, I missed my gym workout on Friday because Susie asked me to bring her to the airport. My friend needed me to bring her to the airport. Guess what? Susie doesn't need you to bring her to the airport. There's a thing called Uber. There's a thing called Lyft. There's a thing called Susie's other friends. You chose to bring Susie to the airport because you knew it was an acceptable excuse in society, right, to miss the gym. No one's going to be like, wow, you are such a bad person for bringing her to the airport and missing your gym workout. Um, I might say that because I'm your coach. Just kidding. But you chose that, right? No one forces you to do anything. Everything you do in life is a choice. So... Listen back to these five. Um, Time management and planning is totally my jam. I do think it's one of my biggest strengths as a coach Um, and just as a mom and a business owner. I can get a lot of stuff done, but it's because I plan ahead of time. I make things structured. I make things easier for myself to do. I would not get nearly as much done if I was running around like a Tasmanian devil. So I make sure there's structure. I make sure there's routine. Um, I even, this is a funny story, when we bought our house and got our kitchen redone, I made a Google Doc of how the cabinets were laid out. I labeled each cabinet and then I made a spreadsheet of the number of the cabinet and what was going to get placed in it. And my husband literally thought he married a serial killer, but it made putting things away and him finding stuff very easy, right? Make your life easier. No one even Robert Frost said, right, pick the path less, well, we don't want to do that. Pick the path less obstacled, not less traveled. Um, make 
work smarter, not harder. Work hard, but also work smart. It's a great mix if you put them together. Okay, so that was it today, not the longest one, which is fine. And again, please reach out to me if you have any questions with time management. I love to help people make like planning sheets and to-do lists and I give advice. Um, Again, everyone's life is different. So my to-do list, my routines, my habits won't necessarily be yours, but they can follow the same structure. And again, we start the spring into wellness challenge in about two days. So look on my Instagram, look at the show notes, join cheapest it'll ever be. I will never run a challenge this cheap again. I'm learning my lesson, but it is personalized macros. It is workouts for the home or the gym. It is recipes weekly. It is a group chat with support community. It is Zooms. We're doing monthly Zooms for education and community. Again, you have access to all the resources on the app. It is a great thing if you want some structure during the spring but it is not coaching. So if you really want accountability, if you really want to take that next step and you're like, I love challenges, but I need more than that. Like I've done my challenges. I usually fizzle out, right? I'm not a great challenge person. Um, The $60 is kind of like, I will sweep it under the rug. I much prefer a coach. I much prefer the one-on-one attention. Join coaching. The spring is a great time. We want summer 2025 to be body of confidence. Okay. Not hot girl summer, confident girl summer. Um, we are here. Uh, coach Steph has spots on her roster. I have about two spots left on my roster. Not a ton. Um, my husband has spots on his roster for any couples. I mean, females are more than welcome to work with him. I have a male coach, um, but anyone's husbands or boyfriends or brothers that need help, please send them our way. It is not a bad thing to ask for help. You ask for help in a lot of other areas of life. Your body, your one body, your one life should be something that you get some guidance with. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Please share this. Please save this one. Um, Comment if you have any questions, like it, subscribe to the channel. Uh, It helps me out a lot. I appreciate it. Give it a review. And keep living a minus.